Hit the crap out of that. This this is the Rich Eisen show. So, uh, what's your impressions of what you what you have in your hands, and what what do you what do you think uh, deserves spotlighting, Jay Billis? Well, first of all, you have no idea what I have in my hands right now. The Rich Eisen show. Hey now. <laughs> Live from the Rich Eisen show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Coming up, NFL insider for the Athletic, Michael Lombardi. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Michael Irvin. And now. It's Rich Eisen. All righty then. Hey, everybody. It's the Rich Eisen Show here on a very busy Tuesday in the National Football League free agency season. Uh, We're also, as you know, obviously back in the second half of the uh, NBA campaign. Uh, Knicks and Nets had a heck of a game last night. Uh, It was a fun one. It uh, freaks me out every time I see Julius Randle in Bernard King's jersey. He got... uh, Kind of screwed at the end of the game last night as Kyrie uh, put his hand on the ball and the uh, ball goes up in the air. I mean, he goes up in the air, he comes down with a call for traveling, and he goes kind of crazy. Um, so, uh, and then we're, we're, we're learning Anthony Davis may be out for another month. And uh, the Lakers, uh, LeBron is tweeting about man. free. Ed, I guess he's not that concerned if he's tweeting about <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick spending a bunch of money in free agency, which is uh, – uh, everything that's going on in, in the NBA and LeBron's world, I guess. Uh, and in terms of Belichick spending like crazy in free agency, Michael Lombardi will be on this program. He's known Belichick for decades. He tweeted out, by the way, in the middle of yesterday's free agency uh, frenzy after John U. Smith kicked it all off. Uh, and then Matthew Judon comes from the Ravens. He, he, he tweets out the Patriots have, uh, aren't done yet. It's just beginning. And then sure enough, today, Hunter Henry's comes with John Smith. So you got two tight ends, two yeah. wide receivers, Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, Matt Judon and Jalen Mills as well. And that's just for starters. The Bella, uh, you know, uh, we, we're, we're doing the math. Uh, Bill Belichick has spent $11 billion already on free agency, and it's kind of crazy. We were wondering, um, you know, how's it going to look with Cam? Well, now we have a better answer. I mean, a, a lot more weapons at his disposal, and – this is going to be the um, story uh, of the 2021 20, regular season born out of free agency. Last year, obviously, it was Tom Brady. And what will happen with the uh, Bucks going and getting Tom Brady uh, as a free agent um, and how it would all work out? Well, it kind of worked out. Now it's going to be what, what, what's the Patriots season going to look like after they went absolutely hog wild in free agency? And why did they do that? Albert Breer and Albert Albert Hour Number One from Sports Illustrated saying, "Well, it's kind of an admission that uh, the drafts the last several years didn't hit because um, they're filling all these positions that didn't get filled in the draft, and they have a bunch of cap space because normally you're spending money to keep your own players. If you didn't draft anybody worthy of keeping, then you've got the cap space to spend in free agency. Exactly. We'll see if Michael Lombardi has a different approach to this. You know." Uh, let's take uh, this. You know, let's take this phone call. Has been waiting all throughout the first hour. We didn't get to him, and it does kind of dovetail. And it's Matt in Tennessee. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Matt? Hey, how you doing, Rich? What's going on? Hey, pretty cool, man. Uh, uh, I just kind of got something that kind of crossed my mind as I started watching your show. Okay. It was like, what was Bill Belichick's mindset? Was he just planning the build for Brady's era, then thoughts of retirement? No. Uh, or was he? Go to build, and it's legit signings that he has done. You know, but who's the quarterback? You know, is going to be Mariota. But for 
from an armchair GM standpoint, mm-hmm. I I I think that's a real good signing. But uh, is Bill Chuck content with where he's at and the, the Pats' outlook without Belichick and Brady? Where do you think that might go? Thanks for the call, Matt. Um, you know, and again, it's just the the sense that Be- that uh, you know. Bill saw all this coming. You know, the, the the scenario last year as it was all playing out was that the Patriots thought they were in on Brady all the way to the end. Then got a call a few days before Brady going to Bucks saying we're not there. And that left him kind of flat-footed, as did the pandemic. When you got guys, uh, Patriot Way guys like Hightower and Chung saying they're not playing. And um, and then them sticking with the the plan of Hoyer and Stidham through the draft for, uh, uh, at the quarterback spot, needing a Omaha audible it in June. I don't think they saw this coming in a million years, but they saw what happened during the season, and they saw their cap space, and they saw that the cap space was down, and they saw that that only improved their chances of having sixty six million. If the if the sixty six million dollar, um figure under the cap was under the cap that everybody thought it was going to be that makes it less valuable right and it makes it more valuable when the cap is much less and so let's strike while the iron's hot and again there's none of these five six year deals for 30 year olds they're all two three four year deals for everybody underneath age 30 into the second year of their contracts too for a lot of these guys and now it's on cam now it's on Cam and it's on Bill and it's on McDaniels yeah. and and we'll see what they do in the draft. But they're now because of what's just played out here, a fascinating team in uh, 2021 based out of free agency. Now then, uh, we also talked about Russell Wilson with um, with Albert Breer and he said that um, John Schneider, who made some news when he appeared at Josh Allen's pro day in 2018, what's he doing there when Russ is their guy? Well, he pointed out he was at Trey Lance's <laughs> pro day in North Dakota. Maybe he was just going. Uh, maybe he was just going to see uh, Mount Rushmore, and he just said, "No, I'll just turn north. Yeah, see what his football. <laughs> see what football's going on around there." I don't know. Yeah, pop right over. I don't know. I mean, uh, what that means. But uh, Russell's still a Seahawk as it currently stands, and in terms of the defensive side of the ball, we all expected that it's possible that. Uh, Shaquille Griffin, one of the top cornerbacks in the uh, in the league, as well certainly in Seattle, he might not be back. Uh, he's not back. He's as not a matter of fact, he went back. home again. Um, what are the terms that Adam Schefter tweeted out for Shaquille Griffin? Man, and there's our, our buddy Shaquille, Ian Shaquille Griffin going to Jacksonville, three year, forty four and a half million, twenty nine million guaranteed. And uh, and Ooh, Griffin, ball. yeah, that's what uh, his. Um, his agent, Buddy Baker, tweeted out, and uh, Griffin then t- retweeted, going home. He's a central, as you know, U- UCF. Yep. The Griffin brothers from uh, central Florida, and there he is in Jacksonville, Florida, um, a, little, a little north of central Florida, but there he goes. Okay. Because Jacksonville, as you know, had a ton of cap room as well. Yeah. They had the most cap room of anybody, which is another reason why Urban Meyer's coming back. Okay, we got a ton of cap room. We're going to get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I, I think I'll give the NFL a little world. <laughs> I, I can, oh, I can just uh, appear at press conferences at Sawgrass during the Players' Championship. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Do I get a membership there? Oh, sure, I'll do that. I mean, good idea, Urban. 
He definitely good, got great, a membership thrown in, right? That <laughs> comes with it. What he? I, I, I would be absolutely stunned if he, if he didn't. If he didn't, of yeah, course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. With a no trade clause for right, that for, exactly. thrown in too. <laughs> yeah. He probably yeah. also got like a for, replica AEW title belt from from the Khan family yeah. to, to come yeah, down there. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> all of the above. All of the above. So that's an interesting uh, signing right there. And then there's this. You know, uh, did you see <laughs> Kyle Brandt, our buddy Kyle Brandt, had Gronk and his girlfriend on um, his pod that's coming out. It, gets, it comes out every Wednesday, right? And it made some news. They put the soundbite out of Rob saying he wants to dip his toe in free agency and he wants to be year to year, every year, which was interesting that he's thinking further down the road. Yeah, right? And um, he says he wants to be in free agency year to year to see what's going on out there. Uh, my buddy, and, and so he, his toe was dipped in and then he was done. Like he just dipped his toe and then he's done. <laughs> um, he's already signed. Yeah, and uh, he's back with the Bucks, one year, $10 million. My colleague from the NFL media group, Michael Silver, saying that the Bills put an interesting offer similar on the table. And he said, no, you know, he's a, he's a kid from Western New York. Yep. So that would be his hometown team to go back there. If... I mean, what that that would have been? You want know, to talk about what's more shocking? Belichick spending eleven billion dollars in free agency, or Gronk saying to Brady, "Yeah, I don't want to play with you anymore while your window's done. I'm going to go play for the team that that could actually do some damage potentially if we meet up, and I can actually win a championship for the team that you dominated for with me for ever." That's super weird, right? Because because uh, right now Leonard Fournette is apparently considering offers from Seattle. And New England. And New England. Yeah. You know, hey, Tom, but but Brady is apparently, you know, on the horn doing some recruiting. Right. Could you tell Brady, yeah, I'm not coming back to play no. with you to win one more time. I'm going to New England to try and win one with Belichick. I mean, that would be particularly difficult I mean, look, to Brady, deliver that news. Brady and just has to do full James Harden, right? Backpacks and honey buns and watches. But here's the stuff, deal is right? that you can't, you know, you can't deny. I mean, Fournette, you just look at, you know, his career. Top five draft choice. Yeah. And then he he... he Falls out of disfavor with that team, gets cut right at the outset of the season. You're running back where, you know, um, the Cam Akers anyway. of the world, yeah. the Travis ATNs are coming, you know, and so you could be replaced immediately. And if if New England or Seattle puts more money and more dollars and more years on the table, you got to really consider that even if you're Lombardi Lenny. And it's these aren't <laughs> teams that have no shot to win it. Yeah. I mean, I would say Seattle's closer than New England, with yeah. all due respect. I, mean, I think so. Right? But running it back with Tom, you know, would be pretty damn. But if you're him, not at a discount, though, right? Likeable. I mean, but you got you also have to consider, you know, the ring could mean something if you've got two rings. Right. That Does that mean anything that could get you more off the field? Does it mean that you could... I don't know. You got to get yours certainly if you're the running back. So that's an interesting. Absolutely. I think once you got that one ring, that's that's it. Now you want that money. I guess that would be the way to look at it. That's an that's interesting choice think. that Fournette. And good for him, man. Again, like this point last year, he's wondering where his career's going and what's going on with Jacksonville. And you know, um, you know Marone is the is still the guy there, and he, they were probably got, grinding gears, and and then he gets cut right at the outset mm-hmm. of the season, and now here he is, you know. With options, options, and people trying to make them more rich and more stable, security-wise. Good for him. Good for him. And then there's there's uh, there's this news as well. Involve and it does involve uh, the world champs as well. Chris, we all make a lot of hay 
out of, and rightfully so, uh, the run that Brady just went on, right? Remarkable. I still can't Remarkable, still can't remarkable run to send Breeze into retirement. Check. Check. Um, win a game, an NFC championship game for the first time in your career, and of all places, vaunted Lambeau Field to also make Aaron Rodgers another 12 think about his future. Yep. Check. Check. Okay, those are two first ballot Hall of Famers. Correct. And then uh, when the young buck is coming for your crown and you need to protect your home turf in a Super Bowl, the first team to ever play in their home building in the Super Bowl, you beat Patrick Mahomes. You beat him back, right? Check, <laughs> check, check. Okay. check. So the check, check, check for Brady. He did all that. Who are we, who are we forgetting? Well, uh, his first you know, wild card opponent, mm-hmm. the Washington football team, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, who, as you know, had an outstanding game like, Kind of gave maybe in a way the Bucks their their toughest game. I know Devin White wasn't playing in that game, but remember he reached out for the pile and hit right. him with the Heineke. Hit him with the Heineke. Right, it was amazing. And then you're thinking, hey, maybe this guy's got a spot. Alex Smith goes right, and then you're thinking this guy maybe has a real chance to start for this right, team. Yeah. I mean, got an extension. Look at he got, and he was he was what a story, right? He's sitting at home. Yep. It, it, Thanksgiving time. And they reach out to him, say, hey, look, you know, Kyle Allen's done for the year, and Alex Smith is, you know, dicey. We just cut it. We got to cut Dwayne Haskins because he's spending time at the club, (laughs) and we're throwing him out of ours. Like, we we, we need your help, Travis. You know, Taylor, we need your help. But by the way, I I don't mean to call you Travis, Taylor. I mean, that might have actually been that might have happened. He's honestly sitting at a couch, and then he's performing a playoff game. Everybody watches on NBC, and it's amazing. And now he's got a shot. shot as of just. Yesterday, yesterday, he was the only guy on the roster. Yesterday. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> oh, no. Really, uh, you had a great run. Oh, no. Because the Washington football team has signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. And we could sit here and say, we're, you know, there's going to be a quarterback controversy. We could sit here and say that. We could sit here and say there's going to be a competition. We could say that. And there's, not, there's no controversy. I mean, Fitzpatrick is a beloved figure wherever he goes. Everybody loves to be his teammate. It is infectious what he does in the locker room, on the field. And then, you know, he mentors. Guy mentors. I mean, Tua, he was an invaluable source for him after he got benched in favor of the rookie, right? But everywhere he goes, he'll start. Everywhere, everywhere he goes, something's going to happen. Football gods, <laughs> even if, Taylor, even if you win the job in the summer and you've earned it, I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere Fitzpatrick goes, he winds up starting. And I'll tell you this, man. He is going to be a fun watch in 2021. He will be outstanding watch in the Washington-Dallas rivalry. Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Jones-Mahal in the NFC East money game of Washington v. Dallas is going... Dak versus Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be a blast. A blast. Jalen Hurts versus Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be a front-row seat, must-see, fun football game. Daniel Jones? I can go higher register on that. But I can't wait. I can't wait because he's going to fit. Terry McLaurin's going to go off. We're going to draft him in fantasy. Terry McLaurin's going to go off. Terry McLaurin's going to catch bombs. And Chase Young's going to keep putting this bearded wonder back on the field. And I can't (laughs) wait to watch it. I am so fired up. Oh, bearded wonder. 
there's no question that Ryan Fitzpatrick is bringing the best beard seen in D.C. Since? Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at that on the screen right there. <laughs> that was nice yesterday. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. 1881 was the last time we've seen a beard like this in Washington, D.C. Come on. I looked it up. <laughs> Take that, Michael Beschloss. Okay. You lost me there. Oh, he's a presidential historian. Yeah, he's okay. a good Twitter follower. But, yeah. I mean, this is going to be a, I cannot wait. Great signing by Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. And my apologies, Taylor Heineke. You had a great run, man. Great run. So how many games are we talking for Fitzmagic here? Four, six? Twelve. Come on. Over, under 12. I'm taking the over. How many wins for Ryan Fitzpatrick? I would take I, – I, they, they can win nine, ten games with him. There's no question. There's no question. Uh, are we over – no. Are we over-evaluating Ryan We are not. Fitzpatrick. I say, this, I say this with no hint of irony or a higher register. Ryan Fitzpatrick should be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. <laughs> now yeah. we need to pump those brakes a little bit. So let me get this straight. Frank Gore should not be gotcha. in the Hall of Fame, but Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> well done. should be in the Hall of Fame. You can, tell, you no, can tell the story of the oh NFL without Frank Gore. You cannot tell the story of the NFL yes, without can. Ryan Fitzpatrick. You guys are well, not. Well, I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to block all the hate tweets that he's about to get for just saying that. We'll put a point, we'll put a period on it because we have to get to Michael Lombardi. What? Wait till the end of this season to see if you're right. Because this team. <laughs> has a terrific defense and a lot of weapons that Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm telling you, is going to start a ton of games. And I apologize, Taylor Heineke. You may win the job. You're not keeping it. (laughs) He's going to be dynamite. I can't wait. Take a break. Michael Lombardi will join us right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll talk about Belichick. And we'll talk a little Raiders football as well with the former Oakland Raider front office man. That's coming up next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. So much going on in the free agency front uh, is our next guest on the phone line, Christopher. Yes, sir. Let's take it. Go for it. This man goes way back with Belichick to the Browns days. He's a general manager for the Browns and the Raiders and a longtime talent evaluator in this league. From the Athletic and Vsin in Vegas, and also he's got his own podcast, the GM Shuffle Podcast. Michael Lombardi back here on the show. How are you, Michael? I am doing great, Rich. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, please, great, great to have you back here on the show. Hey, look, uh, you know I I, I love Belichick, and uh, I know you do as well. So I ask this question with the ultimate of respect: um, Is he drunk? Do you know if he's drunk? <laughs> Michael, well, I, is he drunk? I think, you know, the one thing about Belichick that you have to understand is there's a variance in the marketplace. And I think if you just examine what's happened in the first couple of days of free agency, we've seen what we've been talking about all offseason is that nobody had cap room. And the teams that have cap room, the, Char- the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jets, the Patriots, even Washington to a degree, uh, are spending money. And the other teams are trying to recreate money. Uh, yesterday was a huge day in restructures in the National Football League because teams are trying to get a little bit involved in free agency. The variance in the market, Rich, is the Patriots were just fortunate to have a ton of cap room. And, yes, they're spending a lot of money, but they're getting high-quality players. You Are they overpaying? You always overpay in free agency. But I think the talent base, the durability of the players they're signing, the age of the players that they're signing, and the impact that the players they're signing – uh, can improve their football team greatly. I think the age is where I'd like to sort of linger with you a little bit here about the age of the players. That's an important thing for you for for us to to I guess uh, spotlight here because otherwise, right? Um, these are the types of deals that the Patriots would just sit back and watch other teams make and try and win the league in the spring. And that's 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 part of what kind of is so jarring about this for New England. Um, so let's get started on it. What, the age of the players makes it a, a different than, say, any other year or any other team going to sign these players? Well, I, I think what you want to do is sign young players who are who can develop. I mean, look at Janu Smith, who really has just tipped the surface. He's 25 years old. You know, so he's not going to be too old when he gets to his second contract, when he gets to the third contract. Hunter Henry, the same thing. You know, uh, Matt Judon, very, all players are in their 20s. Henry Anderson in their 20s. And so when you sign players uh, who have durability, who have youth, uh, then you can count on them to make it to the field. When you sign older players, you know, sometimes like it would happen in Philadelphia, it looks good on paper. And then when it's time to play games, you can't keep the players healthy. So I, I think there's a shift. But I think what people have forgotten a little bit, too, if you go through Patriot history, is there was a time back after the Patriots lost to the, the Colts in a conference championship game, they flew to Hawaii. They were coaching them. Then the conference championship game loser had to coach the, the Pro Bowl. They went to Hawaii, and that week probably was the work week, worst week for all Patriot coaches because they're in Hawaii and they're meeting at 6 o'clock every morning. <laughs> and they came out of that meetings and they signed Wes Welker. 
they traded for Wes Welker, and they reshaped their team. And so this is a little bit like that. They're reshaping their team because they have to. They have no choice. And I know it's not what we're used to, and I'm not going to say they're not spending a lot of money, but they have this luxury because it's the variance in the market allows them to do it. Michael Lombardi. They can sign players. Michael Lombardi here on the Rich Eisen Show from The Athletic and v in Vegas with Brent Musburger here on the Rich Eisen Show. Okay, so um, hmm. what, what was, we got Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith and Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, I mean, here we go. Uh, and you got Damian Harris and Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead coming back running with Cam Newton at the quarterback spot. This is it, right? Like it, you, you, you see if Nikhil Harry actually can stick. Um, you know, Jacoby Myers, uh, Edelman coming back healthy. Uh, did I just basically name the the Patriots twenty twenty one offense? And if so, do you think that this is a p- possible division winner with the Bills doing what they're doing, or an AFC winner with the Chiefs doing what they're doing, Michael? Well, I think. I think they obviously have to come together as a team and and they have to, and all these players sound great on paper, but they have to come together and play at a high level. I think what you're going to see is uh, they're going to be in a lot of 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. And with their running back and the way they ran the football last year, which is the only thing they did well offensively was run the ball. uh, It's going to be a challenge for defensive coordinators to say, do we play nickel against them in their two tight end sets? And can we match up in nickel with Smith and Henry? Or do we play our base and try to stop their run game, and then they create better matchups with their tight ends against our safeties and linebackers? So that that is where they're going. When they were really good, when Gronk and Hernandez were at the top of their game, the Patriots could come out in 12 personnel and dictate what they, what you did, and they could counterpunch whatever you went. You went nickel, they ran the ball. You went you went base, they threw the ball. And I think that's what we're going to see. And but it's all got to come together. You know, Edelman's not healthy yet, so I think that's a long way from him coming back. I think he's got to get his, himself healthy. You know, Harry's got to prove with the competition that he can endure. James White probably will sign with Tampa Bay, if, if I had my guess. Hmm. And they've got running backs that I think they're going to add. Even They could even add to the running back group. So there's, it's a work in progress, but I do think if with an offseason – and a preseason, a normal preseason, I think they'll be a competitive team. So last one for you on this, and then we'll move on a little bit to uh, the league writ large. Um, do you, we had Albert Breer on in, in the first hour of the show, and he basically said, similar what you're saying, is that the Patriots had to do this. But the reason why they had to do this is because Bill missed on draft picks, and this is him admitting, you know, I didn't hit on the tight ends, I didn't hit on any of these wide receivers, and I have to do this sort of thing. What do you say to, to that, Michael Lombardi? Well, I think, you know, the two tight ends they drafted last year, you know, they were third and third round picks. So we'll see how they develop. They certainly could be the third tight ends in here. Keen's more of a fullback than he is actually a true Y on the line. I do think that, you know, anybody who would say that they, they've been great in the draft, I think their talent level has dissipated been picking low in the draft as well, you know, and, and they typically go backwards. But when you look at some of the players that they currently have on their roster, the Sonny Michelle was a good draft pick. Isaiah Wynn has to prove he can stay healthy, and he'll be a good draft pick. But I think their talent level needed to get increased. There's no one going to deny that. And this is the way to do it. And because, once again, the market allowed them to do it. There's no competition for players, Rich. It's truly a buyer's market. And because of that, 
they're getting, you know, you would think you get one tight end, you'd be happy. They got two really good tight ends. So, you know, I think they're taking advantage of the place and the season that they had last year. Michael Lombardi here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Nick Casario, formerly of New England's front office, now in Houston with one heck of a situation, and that is clearly uh, understating what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Is his plan really, do you think, to just hold on to the situation, just hold on as long as possible, Hope that you know we get they get through the draft season with Watson not saying anything publicly and upsetting any apple cart, and then hoping that when uh, the Texans have mandatory events and that Watson shows up and that if he doesn't uh, does not hold the management um, to account for forcing him between his team and his money and or his his his. Uh, I guess self-worth and his money between his principles and his money and actually start playing football for the Texans for David Culley, like nothing ever happened. Is that really what the plan is going to be? Well, obviously there has to be some form of resolution and someone needs to correct the, the reason Deshaun is so upset. Now we do know this for a fact that last August he stayed awake till two o'clock in the morning to watch a check that was written by Cal McNair that had already had the DeAndre Hopkins traded to the Cardinals uh, cash, and he was happy to sign an extension with a no trade clause in that ex- in that extension. So something has transpired over the last seven months. I don't. I'm not privy to what that is, but if I'm Nick Cesario, I'm going to hold tight. I'm not going to allow. I'm not going to allow my best quarterback, a player that I built the team around who I gave a lot of money to as an organization, deter me. You know, a lot of players are unhappy. I've seen this over my 35-year career in the NFL. Players are unhappy. But players play football. They have to come back and play. And the rules, whatever we read about in the, in, uh, in the media, whatever the spin that comes from the agents of Watson, the rules favor the Texans. Because once he starts missing games, once he starts missing practices and all that, that signing bonus money has to come back. And you could say, well, that's not a way to handle your best player. Well, I, I think that's the way to send a message to everybody that you're not going to be bullied into trading. And I, you've got to take that approach. And you have to take the approach that if he doesn't show up, he'll pay us back the money. It would be like if we had to replace him in the game because he was injured. We just have to move on. You can't let the outside media dictate to what you do, Rich. And that's not going to be a popular a popular uh, voice to hear for Nick, but he's got to do that because if not, he will have problems throughout his team. Well, I know, but he's going to have problems. Look, Michael, I mean, you're an old school guy. I'm, I've got a lot of the old school in me, but you're also well aware of the world. And right there in Houston, you know, I know it's a different sport. You're seeing NBA players get what they want uh, despite signing long-term contracts. And, the NFL, you saw, you know, obviously J.J. Watt get released and just walk out the door. And I understand he's got more time in Houston, and he also was at a different spot of his career and contract and what have you. But this is a this is a 21st century, you know. And 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 if Deshaun Watson doesn't want to play for the team anymore, well, because Casario's got more problems than he thinks he does have. Because if he's not coming back to play for for the Texans, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, and I, I, I don't know if the old way of looking at things is truly going to work in, in 2021, Michael, well, to be honest. Look, basketball is a different sport, and I think that you know one player in basketball can change. But I also go back to the greatest coach of all time, Don Shula, had Dan Marino. 
And Dan Marino went to the went to the Super Bowl his second year in the National Football League, Rich. And then from the time Dan Marino turned 24 until the time Dan Marino turned 29, the Miami Dolphins, with the greatest coach and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, didn't make the playoffs. So it, football's a team sport. It takes more than just a great quarterback. And so, you know, we've seen this before. You know, in his 12-year career with the Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning went to went to three conference championship games. He went to two Super Bowls. I think that's a little light for how talented Peyton Manning was. I think they they should have gotten more out of his unique ability. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. You know, one Super Bowl win, one Super Bowl appearance. I think that's a little light for how great he is. So my point here is, it takes a team, and I think that if the team isn't good enough around Deshaun Watson. You know, the team's not going to win, which happened last year. They're trying to make the team better. It's a team sport. Basketball's very individualistic. It's only five, six, seven players. Uh, they have a, a better system in terms of how they control. I think if you're Nick Cesario, you've got to do what, because you're not going to be able to replace him for what's out there. It's the same thing in Seattle. How do you replace Russell Wilson? How do you get a player back? You know, that when the, when the Bears for Jay Cutler. They got Jay Cutler and Denver got Kyle Wharton and a bunch of draft picks. It really didn't work out for Denver that way. So I, I think you have to be really careful if the right deal comes along. But I think teams are a little bit concerned about trading a boatload of picks for one player when that one player uh, it can't get, couldn't win games for Houston last year. It takes more than one player is my point. No, I, and I hear you. And I guess last one to push uh, on this subject is, you know, when one team can offer you a 23-year-old quarterback back in Tua or Sam Darnold, and I understand that's not Deshaun Watson, but when they can offer you that as well as a top-five pick, including in the case of Miami, your own number one overall pick back at third overall, and other first-round picks over the next couple of years as the Jets and the Dolphins can also amass their their choices to, to send, isn't that better than the, this holdout alternative for the Texans? You can actually get right. You can actually well, but. The Get problem, back. Rich, is he controls where he wants to go. The rumor is he doesn't want to play in New York. The rumor is he doesn't want to play in Miami. He wants to play in Denver and San Francisco. So now you're Nick Cesario, and now your trade options are limited, especially when you know he controls where he says he wants to go. So say he says, I only want to go to San Francisco. I'll only go to San Francisco. Well, now San Francisco has all the leverage in the trade. So all the trade scenarios you go through, if he doesn't want to go to the Jets, he says, I'm not going. So it's fool's gold to get that pick. I can't make that deal happen. A uh, couple minutes that I have left uh, ba- uh, with you, Michael Lombardi. Um, we are on um, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m., and you're uh, working with the great Brent Musburger and V-Sin and things of that nature. What, what do you think of what the Raiders have done so far and what their future holds in a division where Justin Herbert, it looks like uh, obviously the Chargers have struck gold there. We know the Chiefs are the Chiefs. What do you think the Raiders are doing now, and, and how quickly can they challenge for this division, do you think? Well, they've got to get much better on defense, Rich. I mean, last year they felt like, you know, that they could improve defensively, but they're not anywhere near there. You know, and Dockwe is, is an addition to play in the, in the Gus Bradley system. Now, here's the issue that I have. If you watch the NFL closely last year, people that ran the Pete Carroll system of defense – the Gus Bradley defense, the Dan Quinn defense, these teams that ran that to, to, down in Jacksonville, 
they've struggled. Unless you have a dominating defensive front, it's hard to run that. San Francisco was great running that with Robert Salai when they had the when they had Bosa, when they had Solomon Thomas, when they had DeForest Buckner, when they had Armstead. But when they lost some of those players, it wasn't the same defense. So for the Raiders, I think the concern I have is can they play multiple fronts and coverages on defense, and do they have enough talent? And are they going to have enough money to get those players? Because they spent a lot of money the last few years to try to improve the team, and it hasn't gotten to them yet. You know, they've got a hole at right tackle. They're probably going to wave the center Hudson. They're going to make some other moves to try to create some situations for their team. But defensively, you know, they've got to be able to hit. They don't have the coverage people in the back end. Abram has been a disappointing as a first-round pick. He misses way too many tackles. And they don't have the ability to win up front to rush the passer in a way to where – when you watch them play Tampa Bay, Brady had all day to throw, and I think that's going to be a real issue for him. Does uh, Dallas have the horses to run that defense since now Dan Quinn is there? Because you're hearing the Cowboys after they signed Dak and the offense is kind of set as they can hopefully get some of their offensive line back healthy, that uh, the addition of Quinn alone will help uh, coagulate a little bit more on that defensive side of the ball for Dallas. Do you think they've got the horses to run that? I love Dan Quinn. He's an emotional. He's he's one of the best, one of the great guys in the league. But you know, one thing defenses try to do to make quarterbacks uncomfortable is confuse them. And when you watched Atlanta last year, when Dan was the head coach, and 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 they were running his defense. After he left, they got better on defense, and they changed what they did. I think Dan needs to change a little bit what he's going to do, and it's going to have to be an improvement with the Dallas defensive front because if you come out and run one front and one coverage and the quarterback knows it, you're going to have to have really good players up front to win. So that's going to be the challenge with Dallas. And I think Dallas knows they've got to get better up front. I mean, Lawrence is good. You know, they've got to get more players like that. Before I let you go, give me a good Al Davis story. What do you got? <laughs> Come on. Oh, there's so one? many of them, Rich. You know, I mean, of, you, you know, it's what do you got? The, the best. The, well, well, like we were sitting in, he wanted to draft a certain player in the second round, and we fought him for his kid named Jordan Beck. We ended up pick, picking. Uh, we ended up picking Kirk Morrison in the third. It was a big debate whether we were going to pick him. So when it came time to make our pick in the third, we had an extra third round pick. We said, "Why don't we pick Beck here?" He said, "Oh heck, I, I didn't want him in the. I wanted him in the second. I don't want him in the third. But what? What <laughs> that means? Rich, don't ask me to explain, please. I can't. But that's just how that life went. She just went there, and, and he didn't say the word "heck," did he? Right? You just no. I, I cleaned that up way too much. <laughs> Light the flame. Light the flame. Uh, okay, so everybody can check out your podcast where all podcasts are gotten, the GM Shuffle, uh, you with Adnan Verk, correct? And then, yep. uh, and you're working with Vsin and Brent and. The athletic. Uh, I uh, congrats on all that, and let's let's chat more often, Mike. Thank you, Rich. Call anytime. Appreciate you. you. Go. That's Michael Lombardi of the Athletic and V Sin, and so much more right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Good stuff with Lombo right there. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. Um, to use a phrase that Stuart Scott once said. Oh. TJ must be butter because he's on a roll. He's already said that he's on The Price is Right, yep. and he's booked a major guest for tomorrow's show. Hey, oh, now. Literally, hey now. It's literally, Weeks. I don't know what he's going to do for hour three, is all I'm going to say. Whoa. Apricadabra, yo. And DeAndre Hopkins has chimed in on Free Agency 2021. Coming up. Squad goals. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We just saw Ed O'Neill talk about how he he played football uh, in college and then made it to, to the Steelers' training camp. It was Chuck Knoll's first training camp, and Chuck Knoll cut him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Chuck Knoll has cut Al Bundy and, uh, and modern <laughs> families Ed O'Neill. He's cut Al Bundy. Uh, seriously, uh, it's one of my favorite stories that we've ever heard uh, in the seven coming up uh, year history of our show. And check out our our entire collection of videos, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. One guest we've never had on this program that will end tomorrow, Chris. Hmm. It will end tomorrow. Uh, I would say who it is, but I will leave it up to T.J. Jefferson, who will say who you booked for us, middle of our show. We're making an exception. We don't usually just have mm-hmm. it right in the middle of an hour because of the way our break schedule is. Don't want to get too deep in the woods for the business talk. But uh, go for it, T.J. Jefferson. Who did you book for us tomorrow? Well, tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, which is March the 17th. Yes, sir. On March the 17th, 2003. What happened on that day? Well, a pop culture phenomenon aired for the first time ever on MTV. And that would be a little hidden camera prank show called Punked, if any of you ever heard of it. Heard of it. Or saw it. So uh, I booked a guy who was pretty instrumental in uh, the success of Punked. We're going to have Ashton Kutcher call it. So it'll be five and a half men tomorrow or what is that because he's <laughs> he, he's not the half man right he was nah, one he of the, he's not the he was one of the full yeah, yeah, so yeah. five men yeah, yeah. the four of, us in half. Half. four of us so again half. in hour one tj jefferson lets it be known that he's on the he's going to be on the prices right <laughs> I mean, he's going to record it on march 29th i will literally be on pins and needles all afternoon of that day <laughs> <laughs> wondering if he uh, we don't want to hear that oh, no Hear that. That's messed up. <laughs> Can you play the two other pump, one to get we got two we, pump trombone? Get me excited, Mike. Let me do my dance. That's a two pump, pump trombone. It's what you just said. There you go. Oh, take that. <laughs> Jeez. Take that. Wow. <laughs> we cannot hear that. No. Oh, we won't. No. Okay. <laughs> and then in hour two, he's like, hey, oh yeah, I booked Ashton Kutcher. What are you gonna do hour three? What I mean, we, we have a few minutes for for that to come to fruition. Make, make yeah. a putt finally. 
Well, um, I'm not, well, well, I got uh, fired, yeah, apparently. Yeah, you know? No, he did not. He did not. <laughs> he's got to do either, the, we talked about, we were talking yesterday, he's uh-huh. got to do either hole-in-one or two, uh-huh. cliffhanger if they still do it. Yeah, but what if it's one of those straight pricing games with like five, like higher or lower on what margarine costs? Or like you're, you're finished if that happens. No, I, I shop see- a lot. Okay. So, but here's the deal. There's no, there won't be a crowd to play off. You normally sometimes you get stuck. Yeah, you can listen you. to someone helping you. Oh, and that's, that's right. Not, people aren't yelling. Yeah. People, so does that mean again, due to COVID, that you're in? You're in. You're going to go on contestants' room. I, I believe I'm still not completely sure. Um, oh, uh, so it's I'll not like you're out. being drawn at random from a studio audience, live in a studio audience. I think that, we. I think we. I think the, the that you're in. I think the Zoom in the bedroom. Help me circumvent all that. Says. This is going to so. be great. I mean, Plink, I, mean, I want him to yeah, play yeah, Plinko. Yeah, Plinko is Plinko. the winner. Plinko's what is the winner. game that you want to play? <sighs> what game do I want to play? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger's just, I, mean, a, a, I don't even know if they still have that. They do. Though. They do. Um, Plinko is, you know, Richard that's an OG game. They have it. Um, I have it. Yeah. <laughs> <Richard Dowden. laughs> you know, that's when you, that's when you know it's a car. It's coming up. Great. <laughs> well, actually, the car music is the same music as the Family Feud theme. Yes. I'm telling you, I am you were afflicted with game show itis. I was born to give away cash and prizes. We and I was that. born to accept cash and prizes. <laughs> so so this is going to work out perfectly. So notice this. Um, notice this on Twitter. <laughs> Amidst all the free agency and everybody getting to go with new teams, right? Everybody's going on new teams, getting big, new big, teams, huge contracts, right? Right, 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 right. We're seeing all this. Um, today's a one-year anniversary that uh, DeAndre Hopkins got the call that he was being joined, he was being uh, acquired by the Arizona Cardinals. And there he is, smiling uh, on the field last year, okay? And it's his one-year anniversary mood. <laughs> How do you think this is going to land? You know where I'm going with this, right? How do you think this lands on the handheld device of Deshaun Watson. I'm serious. Yeah. Everything is viewed through this prism because everything I'm sure I'm I don't I'm sure Deshaun has got a lot going on in his life and a lot to do. But everybody has a minute to scroll through their phone and check on their timeline of all what their friends are saying. And as Michael Lombardi just said moments ago, he signed a contract. What do you say? He stayed up till two a.m. to watch the first Cal McNair big check of his entire life come through on his on his bank account. I, yeah, don't, yeah, I don't know if that was true or not, but he's like, "Hey, that's what he did. He signed his it's contract. Great. This is what he has done, and this is what he will be held to." And I think that is a passe way of looking at it. I'm not calling my friend Michael Lombardi a dinosaur. I'm just saying that this is also the way, though, that all old school general managers and many current general managers and many many. Um, you know, Generation X and Millennial general managers are maybe looking at the situation. That's your contract. This is your team. This is your situation. That's the guy that you said yes to last year before I came here, you know. And now you're you're saying you don't want to play here anymore? Too bad. Too bad. You know, chill out in spring. Chill out in the summer, and if you're going to show up in week one, that's great. And if you don't, we'll start docking your pay. And how you how how would you like to not have a contract anyway? How would you like to not have any money in your account? <laughs> I mean, and I, I, I'm saying that he, and he's like the NBA is the NBA. That's a five, six, seven player league, and the NFL is a team sport. What his point out was Shula and Marino 
Right. One of the all-time greatest coaches, one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, in the years 25 through 29 of his career, of Marina's career, his prime years, didn't make the playoffs once. It's a team sport. It's more than just one player. I get it. That's not the way a player of, say, Deshaun Watson's caliber is thinking of it. Certainly, if in right in front of him, he saw what Harden did. Again, I just know it's a different sport. I get it. And he saw that J.J. Watt got told, oh, there's the door. No problem. And I know that J.J. Watt isn't the quarterback of the Houston Texans, and I understand his contract was uh, much more amenable to showing him the door. But they also didn't make him go through sitting there and trying to get the fifth, sixth, seventh, fourth, third round draft choice from Arizona. Didn't do that for him. And now here's Deshaun Watson looking at his phone and seeing DeAndre Hopkins celebrating the one year where he got out of Houston into a spot where all he's doing is catching balls from Kyler Murray. And now he's got J.J. Watt as a teammate. And they are former Houston Texans teammates living their best life in Arizona. How does that land in Houston? I'm saying that doesn't land very well. And I'm saying what Albert Breer said in hour number one of Nick Casario telling everybody who calls him, you can tell, uh, make an offer on it. You can ask for any player, just not the quarterback. And then it's not like he's not writing down whatever. Okay, you're saying that, but here's what I would offer, and let me put this down. <laughs> right, 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 At right. some point, that list of what people have <laughs> offered will have to be pulled out and put on the desk, exacted. You know, any other way I don't think is going to work out well for the Texans at all. Talk about it with Michael Irvin. I'm sure he's got two considerable cents on that subject matter. That's hour number three coming up on The Rich Eisen Show.